nos dices que debemos sentarnos Pero las ideas solo pueden levantarnos Caminar, recorrer, no rendirse ni retroceder Ver, aprender como esponja absorbe Nadie sobre todos, faltan todos, suman todos Para todos, todo para nosotros Soñamos en grande que se caiga el imperio Lo gritamos algo, no queda más remedio Esto no es utopía, es alegre rebeldía Del baile de los que sobran de la danza de mi mía Levantarnos para decir ya basta ni América Latina se suba Un barro con casco con la pizza patear el fiasco Provocar un social terremoto en este charco Listening to Nuestra Palabra Latino Writers having their say on the air. I am the host with the most Tony Diaz, El Libro Traficante. And I'm Lupe Mendez, excited about my new book coming out. And I teach at Lone Star College and do lots of fiction and organize really amazing things. And you can catch me every Sunday morning on. I just totally messed that up. What's your point? What's your point? 526 Houston. Where I get to wear suits and duke it out with people who make no sense. Right wingers. And on Tuesdays, we all come together <laughs> with the angels and folks who understand our cultura. Hey, uh, shouts out to our friends at Generation Radio for lighting it up. And for Letty, who's not here right now, she is holding it down with her familia. But her presence is felt throughout the show. And Lupe Mendez lighting it up with that musica. Thanks for coming down today, Mano. Uh, Anytime, sir. Now, here today, you are playing many roles, including musical advisor. Right. Co-host. Right. And guest. Right. Because, as it has been prophesied by Game of Thrones (laughs) and that dude with the crazy eyes. Right. 
who's like when you were a little kid and you used to roll your eyes back. Right. We are announcing the launch of your book. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Thank you. It is an authentic way to celebrate Cinco de Mayo. Don't do anything fake. Right. Okay? No Jinko de Mayo. No. No fake mustaches. No sombreros. No no terrible plan words like calling it to kill you. No. No. Do something legit. Go well. We'll tell you exactly when and where. Stay tuned. Tell your neighbors. Tell your friends. One, it's going to be exciting reading. Two, it's our familia busting loose with the new book. Why I am like tequila, and it's going to be a wonderful event. We'll tell you more about that. So of course, Lupe will be then interviewed as an author because you know what I noticed. One thing is we as organizers and community activists. One, we're considered activists first. People forget that we are also writers. Right. And then sometimes we're so busy promoting other folks that we don't promote our own stuff. So You're we want right. to make sure we want to make sure that here you are helping us with the radio show as you've done for so long, for so many years. You've helped so many others. We want to make sure we give you the time and energy and proper as if it shouldn't be a disadvantage to roll with us. <laughs> you should get like least a, less attention. I get headphones and a mic to talk on, so that's good. That's, that's good. right. So awesome. We're gonna be talking about your book and the second half of the show, and you'll be joining us throughout. And on the top of the show, we have a friend coming in who's here from San Antonio, Joe Reyes Boitel. We're celebrating her poetry and the release of her new book. Now, we've got some copies of her book to give away. Yes. So stay tuned for how to win those and find out more about new poetry. And we are also doing an emergency call to celebrate because we've got a wonderful special announcement. What, 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 how wonderful that your book is coming out. How wonderful we have a new friend coming into the studio. But also, we're so happy for our familia. Leslie Contreras has That's been right. named the new Houston Poet Laureate for oh, the city man, of Houston. Amazing! And a major shout-out to Deborah Deep Mouton for the work she's done these last two years in elevating the position uh, for the Houston Poet Laureate position. Uh, with Leslie's uh, new arrival, it is for the, the it is now a full eight years of having a Poet Laureate here in the city of Houston, uh, originally organized under uh, Mayor Anise Parker. Uh, for a recap on the history, um, Gwendolyn Cepeda was the first poet laureate. Uh, our second poet laureate uh, was uh, Dr. Robin Davidson, uh, who did a fantastic job as well. Uh, and then we had Deborah Deep Mouton. Um, and then now Leslie's new tenure. All, all of whom are committed to the community every day and every are legit, way. Which and is great. Can I also shout out the fact that this city is doing it right because all the poet laureates who have been selected are all women and let me tell you how hard that is to come by especially still in a literary world where there are tons of hombres still running like shop and gatekeeping on tons of uh, of things thank you to the the uh, mayor's office and to everybody on the selection committee who's been doing the work uh working very very uh uh hard and diligently in figuring out who the next poet laureate is and and so far they've done a fantastic job in in the selection process so we're gonna do a call in like it's breaking news we're gonna pretend we're like a breaking news right. kind of this station. just in hold on here's the paper <laughs> did y'all hear that the paper thing that's me doing that walter cronkite two bars of music we'll be calling in this major breakthrough and here we go so uh, I think are we able to? Because I don't even. But the saying it though, we're going to call her later. Nah, we're going to call her later. So we take back the announcement. Oh, that's right. So but, we're not, but, we will be doing a breaking news announcement around six thirty ish. That's right. Her in, uh, just, just to celebrate, and of course, we want it to be an advantage that you know us. So we'll still do a full length interview later on as her tenure right, takes right. off. But it is wonderful to celebrate that she's getting uh, that award, and then Houston's got it going on. I do want to. I am going to share. Today's installment in Cultural Capital, because last week, the Chicano Cultural Capital oh, workshop there on the north side, it was beautiful, Lupe, man. Um, and let me just put it in context really quick, in that we could just get by by continuing to do Nuestra Palabra as the radio show it is, and as the uh, the showcase that it is, 
Um, you know, it was great to have you read and Leslie reads. <laughs> right, right. I mean, you know, and, and uh, Jasmine Reed as well, all of whom are brilliant poets. We could, and, and the showcase was packed at the Museum of Fine Arts Houston, high art, community, everything. We talked we talk to talk, walk to walk. We could just do that. Right. And we'd be kicking butt more than for profit. Not, I'm not even going to throw shade on non profit. Any for profit, step up. Right. We win. Right. Sit down. Right. We could just stop. But we're not like that. We're going right. to keep rolling. We've kind of, you know, started this other tradition in that how do we take this intellectual view, this work, and these tactics deeper into the community because we're about community. And it's this beautiful thing called community cultural capital. And I, I'm bringing it up because last week it was beautiful. Of course, we didn't have a director. We didn't have sound team. We didn't have text in the room. It wasn't a fixed lineup. It was organic. But, boy, it was beautiful. It That's just, awesome. It was a community that came out, rich stories. Uh, so I do want to read a little bit about that. Tomorrow is our second to the last. We have two more stops Got it. in the Cultural Capital Tour. Tomorrow is South American Cultural Capital Yo. at the Institute for Hispanic Culture. Awesome. 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. And we'll have a photo exhibit by Sandra Silva, who is a Chilean artist, Chilean-American. Her exhibit of photos will be there. Perfect. Uh, Dali Delgado, who's Colombiana. Awesome. And some mate, too. Uh, so yeah! so that, that should be another fantastic event. And then the week, that's May 1st. May 8th, the last of this leg. There's got to be more because even folks have been asking for more of this. May 8th will be our Afro-Latino uh, cultural capital talk, which is going to be exciting. Uh, Terrell is going to be there. Uh, Jose Grignan. Jose Grignan. From Fox 26 Houston in the mornings. He'll be co-hosting the show next week. Dope. So next week when you tune in, Jose Grignan and Ruben Dominguez, also from Fox 26 in the morning. We'll be here hosting the show. We'll be hosting the show. I won't be here. Man. I wish I was here. That's, <laughs> That's a dope show. That's going to be awesome. And Jose's actually been a big ally in organizing. For years. For years. And he's taking a... Um, uh, a lead role in helping us organize the Afro-Latino Cultural Capital Workshop, as well as Jasmine and Isis, too. Right, right, right. But, um, and then what's going to be fun is that that'll be at the Shrine of the Black Madonna, one of the first bookstores I went to when I came to Houston. Yeah, that's true, that's true. It's been there for a while. And, of course, we'll have uh, a lot of a long list of speakers talk about what we've been wanting to talk about. But those are the last two legs of the Cultural Capital Tour. There'll be more, and I'll be writing about them on a weekly basis uh, on my blog at TonyDiaz.net, sharing them with you on the air. And I want to share one excerpt because it was so moving uh, last year. And, and this excerpt is uh, also included in our email blast. If you go to TonyDiaz.net, you can join the email blast. Or if you're on the email blast, too, forward it to folks. But this is called North Side Stories, Chicano Cultural Capital. Our gente are beautiful, powerful. We know our name, our history, our legacy. We admit the glory of that knowledge beyond words, we suffer only after assaults on that legacy. We prosper when we spread that knowledge, and we spread that knowledge during a generational event last week. I'm still experiencing the joy of the intellectual adrenaline. Yeah, that's what I felt. Unleashed that night. But for the rest of the world, we simply called it Chicano Cultural Capital. And in order to reduce it to specific coordinates, it took place Wednesday, April 24th, 2019, on the north side of Houston, at Marshall Middle Academy of Fine Arts on the north side of Houston, Texas. North Side Stories. What's up? We convene to discover and share the power of our history, knowledge, art, and community. It's part of a tour I've organized, which is funded in part by the city of Houston through Houston Arts Alliance, which gave me an individual artist grant. Northside, as you know, is one of the traditional Mexican-American parts of Houston with a profound history and thus a profound future, and we saw it firsthand that night. I'm writing a post a week about the topic of community culture capital. It's going to add up to a book. I want to address every single facet that evening. There's really too much to talk and write about, but I want to talk about the intellectual adrenaline created by cultural acceleration. You feel it in your bones, your heart races, pride, excitement, Empathy, every day in school should be like this, from kindergarten to Ph.D. Every day at work should feel like this. Here's just one example of our flow. Halfway through our presentations, it dawned on me that the only older folks uh, had spoken. And there were many younger folks 
present as well. And as I introduced the next speaker, I gave the crowd a general fair warning. I'm going to change the lineup and have a young person share next, I said, which of course elicited gasps, cheers, giggles, and mortification. Because just a speaker earlier, I had proposed a possible order of speakers based on the people I knew who were in attendance. Of course, this is a lot different than when we roll with our showcases, who have a fixed lineup, as you would expect for Nuestra Palabra's blockbuster events. But here we had no stage director, no tech crew, and no set role. There were other folks who I didn't know, so I didn't know their story. And I also didn't know if folks would actually step up to speak, because some people love doing it, some people dread it. I called on a young woman who made eye contact with me and smirked, which is the international symbol for artists that means you're willing to take a challenge. She was brilliant. Her name is Sarai. She attended that school where we convened. She was proud of the fact, and she was also proud of being from the north side. We had some questions on the whiteboard. She hit those, and we asked her questions. People spontaneously began asking her about her life. She shared that she liked to write but did not consider herself a poet, which was my cue to ask, can you read a poem to us? Because we're in the digital era, she said, as a matter of fact, I can. She pulled out her phone and busted loose and flowed and changed our lives. Sari made her North American debut with us that night. If we stopped right there, we would have done more than most for-profits do for our community. But we didn't stop and we won't. There was more acceleration. You could get more at the full-length essay. But let me end with this for now. Quantifying community cultural capital means crowning poets. That's what we've been doing for over two decades. And that's what we're taking to the next level. Coming on strong with this broadcast. Pew, pew, pew. And on in. And, of course, <laughs> he's going to try and lay low. I want to give a shout-out to our dear friend, uh, Jose Grignan, who just walked in. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Hello, everybody. You know you can't walk in without making a commotion. Everybody's all excited. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to come in. Con silencio. <laughs> <laughs> Undetected. But I see around you. That's impossible. <laughs> yeah, that. It's that. It's that. And, well, well, thank you for coming in because you're, you're actually – Doing homework, you said. You said you wanted to come in and nondescript, just check out the flow. What is this? <laughs> he got a notepad and a pen. <laughs> and ready I to go. It. Phone and, ready. And I've been listening to you out in the car. So I love it. <laughs> Perfect. Well, wh wh whoever had that jam that you started out with, that was... <sighs> In Miami, a long time ago, they would say, Una tremenda descarga. <laughs> <laughs> Done! Done! I, I, I believe Lupe picked that. Yeah, I picked it up for the day. Because so. oh, he flows. Good stuff. Good stuff. Was Le gusta party. Le gusta I, party. I'm all party. <laughs> I'm like, oh, ridiculously. And, so, yeah. of course, we appreciate you coming in today because, of course, we're looking forward to uh, guest hosting next week. So am I. So am I. You know, it's the uh, first time I've done something like that. I mean, radio just isn't my thing. But you give me a script or let me see a, a disaster, and I'll ad-lib my way <laughs> out of the brown That's paper bag. <laughs> That's awesome. Bueno, es guapo también. I know. So he he's got to see. Charismatic. Do that todo. Do that todo. That's awesome. Uh, uh, you know, but I, uh, I want to commend you for, uh, for what you're doing. Um, with your community workshops. Uh, this takes me back quite a few years to Sylvan Rodriguez, who used to work for Channel 11. When I uh, first came to town, he, uh, I think he may have been the president of the National Association of Hispanic Journalists Convention branch here, but that eventually changed to H A. HMP. Yes, yes, you know what I'm talking yes. about. Yes. Houston Media Professionals. Um, but he reached out to me when I first came to town, and, and we were going back, you know, like 20, 25 years. Uh, said, look here, you know, come on, come on, be, be a part of us. And, uh, and for a while I was active, and I was also active with the National Association of Black Journalists. Um, but then I kind of, you know, you get away from it, you take care of business, you get married, you do this <laughs> and you do the other. Uh, and it does not become the priority that it was mm -hmm. uh, initially. But um, what you're doing, I think, reminds me personally, wow. of, of his efforts in this community. And I think he was, uh, he was a gem. When he died, we lost mm -hmm. a major talent mm -hmm. from this community mm -hmm. um, because he just did so much, and he was just part of the Latino community here. 
No, exactly. Before we were a sought after demographic too, because folks that were holding it down in Texas, yeah, back in the day, was that was quiet. serious was stuff. Right, you know? right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That you're was right. serious stuff. So, well, that is, uh, I'm humbled and honored for you to make the comparison. But we're blessed for you to bring up that history, because really, that is cultural. Cap- that is nuestra historia that we have to pass on. And Sylvan, Sylvan's work continues with all the scholarships that are passed out from the organization. Sylvan's like exactly. his name is still out there. His The school that was named after him exactly. uh, is in Galton. Like it's on the, so bringing like all of that conversation, north side, southwest side of town is where I worked for about nine years teaching elementary and bilingual schools. Uh, the elementary school I worked at, Cunningham, was like a, a rock's throw from uh, Sylvan Rodriguez and the the those schools that are there in the neighborhood are still doing that amazing work and his legacy still is there every time you walk in the building there's this big huge layout of some of the awards he won photos of some of his work his articles are, are posted up there uh um photos of, of things that he was doing while he was at channel 11 mm-hmm. so having when i first moved to houston and started paying attention to the news after college uh that was one of the things that caught my attention i was like there's not a lot of latinos that are on screen and i'm glad that that his face was one of the ones there so that's very that's true very true you know i mean he, he was one of the folks i i looked up to and i didn't seek him out but apparently he sought me out that's great no <laughs> that's you know mm-hmm. um and when i came to town you i met tony uh and also the folks over at talento bilingue mm-hmm. uh and that was where i i would just go and listen to some of the poetry listen to some of the the young writers who were trying to get a name for themselves mm-hmm. uh and i brought in my uncle evelio grillo or grillo as they say in the united states <laughs> evelio grillo <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for translating that for folks. <laughs> you know, I, I brought him to Houston because at the age of 82, he wrote a book. And it was called Black Cuban. Powerful Black book. American. Powerful a memoir. Book. Uh, and it was about my hometown of Tampa, him growing up in... Uh, Published by Arte Publico Press. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Arte Publico Press, exactly. Um, and it was, uh, it, was, uh, it was strange because at the time... Nick Canelos was in charge of Arte Publico Press, and I was doing Hola Houston for Channel 26, and uh, he was one of the guests, and he was so excited about, you know, the new authors that were coming on for this particular series, and, (laughs) you know, he was telling me about this particular man who was from Tampa, Florida, who had written this book that that touches on the cigar industry, that touches on the (laughs) African-American community, and touches on this part of Tampa called Ybor City, or Ciudad Ybor. And I said, was his name Evelio? <laughs> <laughs> yes. How, how, how do you know? Is his last name Grillo or Grillo? <laughs> yes. How do you know? Ese mi tío. I love it. You know, and uh, Evelio, I have to, I have to say a few, couple of things about him. Because in the 1950s, he was one of the first... African-Americans to get a Ford Foundation grant and he got it for his work with Mexican-Americans in the city Oakland, California What? Yeah, yo During the Carter administration. He was the number three person in the Division of Health and Human Services Brilliant. Wow to me. He was the Renaissance man, right? You know, he was my rich uncle He ain't have a penny, (laughs) but he was rich with history No, and that's serious. Again, if we're talking about community cultural capital, that's it. What a great mentor! Well, what what great legacy? Powerful legacy, and how blessed we are to be able to transmit that and for you to share that. I have Scott Lofredos because I remember volunteering back in the day when we were doing the flyers for that show, and I remember I I like skipped line and jumped to the front so I could get a copy because all of a sudden the first time I ever heard the word Afro Latino that had popped out that day, and I was like. Espérate, ¿qué dices? What? And I had, like, brain blown. And afterwards, I was like, this is more than what I'm learning in my college classes. I'm going to keep volunteering and doing... And this was when we were still doing the mail-out flowers and licking stamps and envelopes. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the beaut- I have the signed copy. I know exactly where that book is on my shelf. Nice. Ya leído y todo. Oh, it's got, like, up. dog-eared and everything. Beautiful. Now, see, I had story. one signed copy that he gave me uh, before he passed away. Uh, and I, you know, how you, you read something and you know someone's interested in the same topic. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. say, okay, I'll trust you Ooh. with this. Oh, yeah, se fue. I volo. 
you know, and, and, and I think I remember the person, but I'm not going to go and say, oh, yeah. Mira, you know, it's about time. Listen, you know, that my libro. Here's, here's, what, here's what the Libro Traficantes do. You visit the house, look at their bookshelves, and you're like, ay, ta. You do that. Or you, give them, the, you give them the guilt treatment. Look be like, the dedication. Sabes que yo te di ese libro, pero oh, alguien malo necesita. Oh, man, that's Intervene. terrible. Intervention. Just... Por favor. Like, it's the lawnmower. Oye, like, I need to cut este my libro, grass. Este libro mío, man. This is beautiful. But Can I borrow this? That's what happens when you deal with Libra Traficantes. <laughs> <everywhere. laughs> no shame. No shame. And next week, I'll probably do some readings. I just haven't figured out uh, what particular areas uh, that might be interesting to everybody. Perfect. That's awesome. That's awesome. Fantastic. And then, of course, on May 8th, you'll be joining us for the workshop, yes. the community workshop on Afro-Latino cultural capital. There's all of this and more that we get to share with everybody. Oh, yes. Yes. You know. Um and I, I appreciate you asking me because, you know, I hadn't really been thinking in terms of doing anything. And several years ago, I was invited to. Have you ever heard of the Schomburg Museum? Yes. yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> Schomburg, named for a black guy <laughs> from Puerto Rico. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he, um, he, for some reason, wanted to maintain Afro-Latino history. So there is a repository of Afro-American, Afro-Latino, and Afro-European history. Afro-European? Yeah, of course. In, 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 in the Schomburg Museum. Uh, well, I should say South American as well, Central American. You know, um, but it's but all the diaspora of African-Americans yeah, yeah. or, or Africans really covers the entire planet. Y es lo mismo con hispano. Porque fuerte, though. That's so powerful. That's so powerful. And and maybe maybe the world has caught up to the intelligentsia now where more people want to break it down. So, hay que disfrutar. So, thank you so much for, for joining us, your support. And we look forward to sharing this with everybody. So, tomorrow, South American Culture Capital, that's one leg. And that'll be at the Institute for Hispanic Culture. And then the week after that, at the Shrine of the Black Madonna, will be Afro-Latino Cultural Capital. And then we'll figure out the next batch of these because people still want more yeah that makes yeah. sense and folks you're listening to nuestra palabra latino writers having their say here kpft 90.1 i think the gang out there is ready to put up a song and then we'll be back with joe reyes boitel you're listening to nuestra palabra latino writers having their say on the air
Oye, pero este Lupe Méndez es un DJ. No, es puro party no. con este Lupe aquí, mano. I'm an introvert, if anybody didn't realize. I'm so lying about that. Uh, everybody feeling good? Everybody feeling good. Uh, that, the name of that song is Sancocho, which I hope my wife is not going to make a bowl of that. It's the best food in the world. <laughs> And as a Mexicano, I, 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 the fact that I didn't say menudo or pozole, but I said sancocho, my mom, mom, I love you. I just, it's a different thing. It's hearty. But anyway. Chicano City Sancocho. <laughs> and more at the Afro-Latino Cultural Capital <laughs> Workshop. You're listening to <laughs> the Palabra, Latino writers having their say, 90.1 KPFT. If you're listening to us online, if you're sitting in traffic, yo, we got a show. We got things for you. Pay attention to my boy. Tony Diaz, El Mero Mero, Libro Traficante, with this new update. Well, in the studio <laughs> is a dear friend of ours now. She's joining the Nuestra Palabra Familia, and she's actually also part of the Gemini Familia, uh, also related to Edward through publication. So, Exactamente. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Joe Reyes Boitel is a poet, playwright, and essayist, a novice hand percussionist, Joe is also a rabid music listener and former music researcher. Texas transplant by way of, oh yeah, Minnesota. What are you doing there? Flo Florida, obvio, Mexico, obvio, Cuba, obvio. <laughs> Recent and forthcoming publications including Scalawag Journal, Winwood Review, En La Voz de Esperanza, Chacalaca Review, Borderlands, The America's Review, and Your Impossible Voice. Joe recently presented a working performance piece, This Body, with WIP Work in Progress at Jumpstart Performance Company. Her directorial and writing debut of NAWA presented at Palo Alto Community College in celebration of World Theater Day. Joe was the recipient of the Alfred Cisneros de Moral Foundation Award, granted by Sandra Cisneros, La Mera Mera. A long time ago. <laughs> you, can find, you can find Joe leading community-based workshops with Gemini Inc. or co-curating This City is a Poem, which highlights local and regional poets and provides daily writing prompts each April as part of National Poetry Month festivities. Her new book, which she's been gracious enough to give us a few copies to give away on the air. What? What? And it's not even pledged drive. What? Published through Flower Song Books. Michael Josephine, a novel in verse, reimagines St. Michael the Archangel as a queer woman who begins a love relationship with Josephine, a disaster relief worker. Well, welcome to the welcome to La Cabina. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Okay, Joe, before we start with the full interview, where we <laughs> met at the either the last Macondo reading? No, uh, Natalie Diaz a workshop Oh, there. that's right! Mm -hmm. So Natalie Diaz put a workshop together. This was when, uh, right after Macondo and uh, Lorianne Guerrero, who is <laughs> like cuerda and fire and brimstone in mm -hmm. San Antonio and mm -hmm. former poet laureate for the state, former poet laureate of San Antonio, had when she was still working for the Guadalupe Cultural F Center. Future and, uh, poet laureate of future, the United States. Yeah, future poet laureate <laughs> and, and I believe States. she's also a writer in residence she's at, a writer Texas at Texas A&M, San Antonio. And she, she was doing amazing work. Uh, she was able to put together a writing workshop with Natalie Diaz, like on the sly mm -hmm. and put it together and a bunch of us best workshop ever at, one of the best workshops I've like ever done ever was in San Antonio wow. she like decked it out it was tons of food and tons of writing <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing it was such a good time good to see you again Good I just to had see to say you. That. Thank you. Thank you. The book looks beautiful, by the way. Thanks. I wanted something very simple. Um, I wanted something that caught your attention. So it's a small book. It reminds me of those uh, libros semanal, you know, that were like dirty oh, yeah. little like graphic novels. Right. Right. Women right. were all booby and the, the skirts were going to tear, you know, that kind of, <laughs> but they told love stories or you know, like breakup stories. So I, I wanted something small that was tangible that felt like, oh, this isn't going to you know, scare anyone. I'll just, you know, I'll pick it up and I'll read a few pages. But, and it's attractive. So. You're like, you want to pick it up. You can stick uh, it in your pocket. And my friend Gio was on the cover and she's just total, like, strong woman, crazy talented. I'm so excited and happy to always have her, like, my face and hers Love together. <laughs> Love it. Now, have you picked a few poems to read for us? I have, yes. Great. So, but we should do, like, traditional questions or whatnot. Sure. We should just get to yeah. the poems. The um, So, you were coming into town. Where were you at recently? So I was uh, one of the featured poets at the RGV Poetry Festival. Nice. It was amazing. The poets there 
I've never seen so much like just heartfelt expression, love. I mean, I think really the RGV, like in elementary school, they teach you how to give a, a proper hug because those <laughs> folks know how to give a real yeah. hug. Yeah. They don't play. No. But, so. but you know what's awesome, though? Like for folks listening either now or later on, because the show is archived at the University of Houston Digital Archives. Oh, cool. Hard copies go to the Houston Public Library. So we may be being researched right now. You're this, right. This may be 300 years. Well, this I'm going to live to 300, stuff. so 400 <laughs> years from now. Um, but people can appreciate. We brought up San Antonio. We brought up Tampa. Mm-hmm. Of course, Houston. Right. We're in Houston. It right. sounds strong. You brought up the Rio Grande Valley. For people that don't understand what they're being surrounded with, the amount mm-hmm. of culture, it's wonderful to see all that. Who was throwing down there at the valley? Daniel uh, Garcia Ordaz is always nice. The, um, Edward Vidaure was there. And there was a lot of competition. People were really excited because the Texas Institute of Letters was there doing their like their event. Oh, the fi- yeah, they did the a awards, border reading. Oh, yes. yeah. So it was, I mean, it was nice to have such a beautiful problem, to have so much poetry and events Happening to go to. That yeah, cross pollination. There was also the the, the borders without walls. Emmy yes. Bettis was like pushing, and Emmy's going to mm-hmm. be the poet laureate for the state in twenty twenty. On top, this is beautiful. They <laughs> <get>. <laughs> like it's it's a yeah. so like all of these things are like converging and like across these lines, and then ships in the night, and then because people got to go do some more stuff and hustle and get it together. So yeah, yeah, right. Well, and I also love too that we can tell folks about it, right, and just keep kind of. Cross pollinating, definitely. That's exciting. I love it. I mean, I don't, I see the whole state of Texas now as my home. You know, my home base. Eso. I'm like, oh, there's something in Dallas. Vamos. <laughs> <laughs> Whose couch? I know exactly. I exactly. love it. So then, I guess we should get to the poems. Yeah. And um, why don't you tell us about the first one? So this first poem is, um, as you can imagine, Saint Michael as an archangel would be very busy in the world. There's a lot of famine and struggle and war and natural disasters and um but on this one occasion you know we have saint michael first meeting the love the future love of her life and so this poem is called saint michael recalls how she met josephine with autumn comes a sky forever powdered orange it's a harvest party and michael first saw a woman the color of gold with a laugh that shook her hair down her back into a cascade of leaves later that evening they were introduced formally josephine this is archangel michael michael josephine both smiled and when saint michael spoke of having visited the dominican republic josephine offered a few steps of merengue leaving michael no choice but to offer her elbow and lead josephine to the dance floor they left together that night, dancing. Hey! <laughs> That's beautiful. A, a, a great you. reason to get excommunicated. So totally, <laughs> I think totally worth it. <laughs> Potent. Love the imagery. Thank you. Very serious, but very, very sensual, too, at the same time. Thanks. And you've been kind enough to give us a few copies to give away. I'm going to say, then, if you're listening now, 713 Are we ready to take the call? Yeah. 713 Five two six five seven three eight. I believe we have uh, two copies. Two copies. So caller number five and ten, seven one three five two six five seven three eight will get a copy of this as well. Excellent. Wonderful. May I read one more? Yes. yes. <laughs> so this one is called giveaway, and because Saint Michael and Josephine are both both very busy, there are problems in trying to maintain a relationship. What I like about this form is the novel in verse. It tells, it reads like a novel. It it makes a story go through, but because it's poem, their poems, it, the immediacy is there, and you don't have to go through all the thes and ands and here's what happened and who opened the door and it just goes right into the <laughs> hey you're making fun the of pose. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Fine, no, I'm, not, fine. I'm not. I'm not sorry. There's nothing wrong with any of that. And if any of you out there are listening, <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is this is how it works. Like you're getting schooled while well, on the radio. <laughs> well, I mean, let's be guest. honest. You can have writers of all kinds, but as That's soon as right. there's a benefit or something, on las poetas. That you know. Eso, muchacha, eso. Sigue hablando. So this one is called giveaway, and here at this point, uh, Josephine and Michael have broken up. Saint Michael plugs the drip coffee pot, splashes milk into a yellow ceramic cup, its delicate gold handle, its filigree painted within the white valley. Gifted by Josephine, who is not here. 
Her presence restored Michael. Their shared espresso, laced a spuma and glint of honey spooned into deep blue demitasses. Coffee, the spark of their lives, leaving its trace of bitter and sweet on the lips, something just theirs, something essential and loving. Coffee is the first thing to suffer. There's no sugar in the house, and the spoon is too heavy for this translucent cup. There's no love in this cup. Raphael left a message on the phone this morning, saying the fight for equality is exhausting. Punished from every side, he wonders how women survive at all. St. Michael laughs to herself when hearing this. Women die daily, she thinks. Isn't that what the Apostle Paul said? The world is carried within women. Women shed, their hands and ears keep the life of others churning, and what breath is left in their bodies from this weight? Barren breaths, the air is gone, women cannot hold their creations. If mothers fell into protest, the babies that never arrive would be the end of their people. Mothers caretaking given without question, the disappearance of it like a home struggling without a kitchen, without love, without the warmth blushing on the face of a coffee cup. St. Michael holds the heated vessel to her chest, lets the temperature run through her, her fingers intertwined around the gifted gold. That's beautiful. Thank it's you. our Thank friend you. Joy Reyes Poitel reading an excerpt from Michael and Josephine, a novel in verse. It is powerful, too, because the language is so uh, focused and intense as well so thank you and thank um, you. I know we had some folks calling to get the book yeah. we're gonna keep you in the studio we're gonna change things up a little bit yeah, yeah, yeah. because we are gonna now go to the phones because we have on the on the on the on the line right now new Houston poet laureate of uh, of the city Leslie Contreras Schwartz oh, I love her thank you oh my goodness so when, when did you find out I found out Oh, gosh, I don't, I don't know, weeks ago, in, um, because uh, Deborah Mouton uh, was still finishing her, or, or still is finishing her term, um, we had to wait for the official release. Oh, my but gosh. <laughs> I, How could I'm, you resist? I know. I'm very excited and honored. That's beautiful. Houston's so, lucky. No, they... <laughs> So today is the first day that we can officially announce it, then. Yes. Oh man! Oh no! The mayor's it's office official. had a whole press release. I, yeah, and we saw all of it. Like it's it's dope. Congrats, y'all! The, the like, contract is signed. Right. <laughs> the ink is not no even take backs. No take yes. backs. <laughs> it yes. is official. And we were saying too that we've loved all the poet laureates in Houston because they've all been. Lupe pointed out that they all should be women as they it should be because they. They're all, all all potent, but all legit community based. What what are what are some of your goals now? Because you've always been community oriented. Uh, what are some of the projects you wanna fire up? So for my outreach program, uh, you know, partnering with the Houston Public Library and the Cultural Affairs Office, will focus on you know non traditional communities, underserved communities, bringing poetry to spaces where community events are already happening with a focus on mental health and youth. Um, wow. You know, I, I, I'm sure you've seen the new statistics about youth and suicide, and I think with the power of poetry, we have the potential to, to save people's lives. Wow. Um, so I think, I think that that tool is there for us to use. Love it. Love it. And, and by the way, in the studio we have uh, uh, Joe Reyes Poitel, uh, who is reading oh, from a new book. Hello, Joe. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> uh, of course, you heard Lupe's voice. Also, yes, hi, Lupe. How are you, gorgeous? <laughs> and because this is breaking news, Fox 26 sent Jose <laughs> 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 Grignan to cover this. So, Jose's with us here today, too. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. And Thank you so much. Q's running the board, and I think Marlene actually dialed you. So we got. <laughs> hey, hey, how's it going? Hey, hey. Good. So we're, we're all very happy for you. Uh, we're looking forward to, to really celebrating with you, getting the word out. And of course, we'll have you back on for a full length interview. But we did want to check in with you and, uh, and, and say, hey, uh, big hugs, uh, best of luck. So 
uh, as we segue to, to to go back to Lupa's book here, uh, what's gonna be? What's your first sentence you're gonna utter right now as poet laureate of Houston? My first sentence. Wow. My first sentence is that I hope I serve the city that I love so much in the best way I can. Eso, we know you well. We know you well. Un abrazo grande, felicitaciones, and onward. Thank you so much, Tony. Thank you. Thanks for calling in. And La Fiesta continues because we are celebrating, too. Uh, you mentioned earlier, uh, Lupe Mendez has been with Nuestra Palabra. I, I need to say this before we pitch to the book because we got to sell copies. we got to sell copies of the book. That's not a call to action. Okay, never mind. No, that's, that's it. That's a call to action. Yeah. Oh, man. That's a call to action. No call to action. Yeah. No call to action. That's no, not yeah. a call to action. But I didn't tell you what to act on. That's right. <laughs> but I, I do want to say this first is that this is not a traditional interview because we're on the air because of you, Lupe Mendez. Like you, you mentioned, too, um, nobody knew that this project would work. When we first started yeah. Nuestra Palabra, people were like, Latinos don't want to read. There's not enough no. writers. And we're like, that means you don't have to come. Right. Feel free not to come because right. we believe there's an audience. We got enough talent. So step to the left or to the far right. This train's moving. Right. And we had that audacity and confidence because of you and folks like you that gave time and energy. And I got to say this, too. It's beautiful to see your book because there's a lot of times you put others first. Yeah. And did, that means you didn't have time to write. It means you didn't have time to, to, to submit. And what's beautiful is that now it is it is wonderful to have your book out, and we're here reporting for duty to make sure the world gets out. And I was blessed to Aww. see to be on your thesis committee where yeah. some of these pieces were. So it's great to see the work go from the the stage to the radio show to the MFA to the rest of the world. So Lupe, What's up? congrats! When does the book come out, Thank man? When does the rest of the world get hands? So here's the deal for the book. Uh, book launch happens this Sunday. Uh, this Sunday will be uh, May fifth. Uh, for those of you that do celebrate. What this thing does in the U.S. Uh, <laughs> the mile. Uh, some of us do celebrate. Some of us don't. Whatever your likings, there's still going to be like pastel and things to chew on, and maybe a little bit of drink. I'm not going to be very uh, out loud about what's exactly going to be there, but some things, <laughs> right? Some things to like have a good time with. Um, the, but the muses, man, spirits, uh, spirits. That yeah. um, the the launch itself will happen uh, seven o'clock to nine o'clock at the rec room, which is a community theater based center. Uh, they put on theater shows. I have a full season of shows. Um, Sunday night, 100 Jackson Street. Uh, you can step outside, and you will see Minute Maid Park from across. Oh, the street. right there. Okay, it is right, right, right there. there. Um, they've been so gracious to like give us the whole space. Is it that spot that used to be that cantina? It it was a little cantina. I no think. te creo. And it's awesome, yo. Like they gave us for for the for what we've been able to garner. Uh, they've got a full uh, uh, lounge area within the actual theater space. The theater space, like all the all the. They've given us the keys to the whole space to just do nice. Um, the reading itself, because I'm and Jasmine always wants to hate like yell at me for this, but because I'm such a community oriented person, I could not do this book launch without like familia and gente mm -hmm. in the throes. Mm -hmm. So there because will, well because typically the book launch is just that book, just that, and book that person, and that person. And I but you like, couldn't resist. <laughs> I gotta share the mic. So I, I've actually uh, uh, I asked. Uh, so Natasha uh, Natty Carisosa, who is Afro Mexicana, uh, moved from Dallas and now lives in Houston. Shout out to Natty. Natty will be hosting for the evening. Uh, teen poets uh, Tanya Carrillo and Kevin Chavez, uh, who were students I've been working with for the last two years. Uh, their work was recently published in They Say, which is the Iconoclast anthology from last year. Um, they Marlon, doing, with our boy Marlon. Ma Marlon, yeah. Pura familia. It's pura familia. <laughs> and and uh, so the two of them have actually been doing readings with the Museum of Fine Arts Houston, with Sin Muros, the, the Latino Theater Festival at Stages. Uh, and so I asked them to, to come out and join for nice. the reading. Uh, Ayokunde Falomo, uh, who is a Houston-based poet, who just recently got accepted into uh, Michigan's MFA program. Wow. So he'll be oh, leaving in the fall. Cool. Uh, and then we'll also have Jonathan Moody, who's a staple uh, poet here in the city. Uh, and then uh, Christina Martinez, 
who is another poet who's making all sorts of splash uh, between. Will, will you be reading it all that? Uh, yeah. So <laughs> having them, uh, they'll they'll kick it off, and then the second half of the evening will be me reading from the book itself, uh, and then a Q and A, and then a book signing at the end. Um, Although I forbid anyone asking. When do you find time to write? That it's questions forbidden. There That's questions be. forbidden. <laughs> the answer, if anybody's worried yeah. about that, is like two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> when uh, you know, writing, doing the funny part is like having put the manuscript together. We have uh, a baby girl, uh, Luz Maria. Um, she is eleven months old, so she was not a part of any of the process, and all of the book like predates <laughs> all of it, right? So like. The cool part is like, papa, hey, Mija, yeah, yeah. here's the book. I can see it. Or kids say, oh, yeah, papa. When did this? That was like, before you, Mija, before you. In, in no your comiente. first book, Escondita Saca. But yeah. because of the tequila, you're here. Because of the tequila, you are here. That's book two, Mija. That's book two. Don't you know? Uh, so why you're like tequila. Yeah, why you're like tequila, Mija. So that stuff, right? Like, so, um, but like, it, it's it's been an amazing journey. Uh, being able to put the book together, uh, I, I put this in my my thesis statement when I first uh, was applying uh, to MFA programs, uh, especially when I applied to UTEP uh, for their online program. I said that I did not need the degree for a job because I already had a day job, and I didn't quite need the MFA for what I think it would entirely teach me because I had already had some schooling in this through the everyday knowledge of putting together readings for other writers, for helping support a literary community, for helping support community in my neck of Texas. And I think this book is for me like indebted to all the open mic spaces, all Mm. the slams, all the venues and spaces where you had to like wiggle yourself into to be able to speak and and give these these words as much life as possible. So like some of the work in the book is over ten years old. Um, uh, there were poems that when we used to have the the speakers bureau when we oh, would go man, out and do right. readings. Like some of those poems are in this that's book. Awesome. Uh, we would get paid pennies to go do readings in Austin and San Antonio and. Or dinner, like you're like we can't pay you, but here's a taco. I'm like that's the best taco I've ever had. They're great, and like, but those early days, like all of that lives within within the book itself. So, um, so yeah, thank you for having that faith and being willing to be like, sure, whatever you want to do, let's try that. And I believe like that gave me the the understanding that if I've got a community to be able to do this with, I'm not gonna be able to fail. Like, there's never been no is not the answer. And so all of that, like, thank you for, like, all of that work. No, it's it's our pleasure. I'll tell you what, we got about five minutes. Can you close us out with I a can, poem I can two? close us out. So I will. Q, see how much time we got. Q, we got five? Cool. Uh, so I will read, actually, the first poem out of the book. Uh, the first section is called Layers. Um, and the first book is actually a workshop I did with uh, Sandra Maria Esteves, uh, godmother of New York and Poetry, um, she did a workshop for Canto Mundo my second year attending, and it was like what your name can do. Yo, right? you're getting a PhD in, <laughs> in Latinx literature today if you tuned it in. <laughs> and, and it's the idea that, you know, where does your name come from? What other things hold your name? And how is your name translated or, or transcribed in, in other ways, right? So the first poem is how I was actually, like, named in that regard. Um, layers. One, Lupio. I asked my apa why this name. He laughed. The night you were born, your ama almost died. Toxemia in her veins and outside. The moon was a breeze. He asked about ama in broken English. The doctor told my father, pray. Only one of them will make it. The Ochilo once said, apa sharpened glass pieces to shave. I asked, how did apa not cut himself? Dio laughed. Muchacho. Cada hombre se corta. Blood is nothing. Ama said that on my born day, she floated out of body in a red line. Saw herself, heard a baby coo. Ama had to have a hysterectomy later. Perhaps age or I broke womb. The night my apa first crossed into Texas, he prayed. La Virgencita would guide him. He prayed to a breeze, a moon. I imagined him in prayer that night. 
I was born. En Acapilla, querido virgen, déjame los vivos. My body, my ama's blood, pooled in this name. I've wondered if I am the bestia he has asked for. I have not fought, howled at the moon like he. I haven't mixed mud, sweat, the way Ama has, but I have been lumbre every night. Oh, man. That's Lupe Mendez reading from the first poem in his new book, Why I'm Like Tequila. Check it out on Cinco de Mayo because that's the real way to celebrate it. Plus, the Canelo fight is the day before. What? That was was mind-blowing. I didn't even realize it. Good move. So, uh, yeah, if you're out there... uh, uh, you can check out all the info on the event and everything else. It's all over Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter, at the Poet Mendes. Uh, you can go to my website, thepoetmendes.org. Uh, the flyer, it's orange. I've, that's like my staple color. Like, Carmen Tafoya has teal. <laughs> Mine is orange. I don't wear scarves like she does. <laughs> but I might But wear, you need something like that. But I need, I need gla- gla- yeah, yeah, bototas. So mm-hmm. Yeah, some bototas bototas that, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The curly ones. Real chun. Real chun. Real chute with that girl, right? <laughs> but so, <laughs> all that. Um, the the book itself is is uh, ninety seven pages long. Um, it's dedicated to the community. Um, it's like a labor of love. This thing has been ten years in the making plus, um, so it should be a good time. Uh, the venue space holds like seventy something. And there's like a hundred something people that have RSVP. Standing room only. Standing room only. Let's close it so down. Close it down, close it yo. Down. Put the speaker outside. Put the speaker outside. Thank so. you, Lupe. Continue success. Hey, thank you to our guest today. Thank you for coming thank in. Thank you Joe. so much. Jose Grignan, thank you for coming out. Thank you for for allowing me to be no, part of this. No, thank you. And, uh, and I'm looking forward to at least trying to fill your shoes. Nah, that's, <laughs> no, that's going to be fun next week. Next week, thank you for guest hosting Beautiful. on the show. Beautiful. Lupe, congratulations. Thank you, sir. Hey, Q, another great show. Shout out. As always. Shout out to Letty. Marlene, gracias. Hey, by the way, we start Fun Drive next week. Oh. <gasps> okay, we can need your help. So I hope you've budgeted. Un chequecito para ayudar la estación. No commercials, but... We count on the folks to support us. So next week, so no sh- no shampoo commercials, no <laughs> no trocas for sale, but we count on you to support us. So we can keep bringing you this. And today's show, wow, you're not going to get this anywhere else. I promise you that. Hey, this is Tony Esli with Traficante, su servidor. Thank you for tuning in, hanging for coming to America. We'll see you all week long because there's events all week long going yeah, out. Yeah. So we'll we'll get to touch bases often. We're gonna close out with some music. It's nuestra palabra, Latino writers having to say on the air. No matter where you are on the political spectrum, KPFT is a daily check-in on the workings of democracy. Part of a democracy is an independent press and media. Media like this is supposed to be the check and balance on government. And community radio is one of the few media outlets left that is completely independent. That's why in this age of the greatest media consolidation America has ever seen, having different voices out there is essential. KPFT has been around since 1970, and we have survived through the contributions of people like you. Listeners who donate to KPFT support us because they know that's what keeps KPFT independent. Why wait for a pledge drive? You can join KPFT online at kpft.org. Thomas Jefferson said, People cannot be both ignorant and free. Help keep KPFT vibrant with your financial contribution. Visit kpft.org to join securely online. This is commercial-free, listener-sponsored Pacifica Radio, KPFT Houston. Many of us know someone looking to sell or just get rid of an old car, truck, RV, or motorcycle. It may be just taking up room in the garage or driveway. Sometimes the cost of the repair just doesn't make a sale even worth it. And as we all look for tax deductions at the end of the year, you may want to consider donating that unwanted vehicle, running or not. KPFT can have the vehicle towed away at no charge to you. The owner, you, get a tax receipt for deductions at the end of the year, a KPFT membership, and the satisfaction of knowing that old vehicle went to a good cause. It's a win all the way around. So just call toll-free 1-855-KPFT-CAR. That's 1-855-573-8227. No matter if it's a car, truck, scooter, farm equipment, just about any kind of vehicle, we can take care of it. Just call 1-855-573-8227.